Welcome back to Rally DNA in association with our kind sponsors, Slip and Grip Automotive. Slip and Grip Automotive are a UK-based motorsport events organizer and members club. They host various event types throughout the year at a number of UK locations, including track days, sprints, tarmac rally testing, and social events. They are also the sole organizers for Bont Rally Stage in Mid Wales, a great tarmac stage providing great prep for crews before tarmac events in the UK or Ireland. To find out more, visit slipandgripautomotive.co.uk. The link is in the description of this episode, and be sure to give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook. I'm one of your hosts, Killian Cronin, along with the man who has swallowed every McLean book ever published, and the man heading up the lobby to see tobacco sponsorship return to world rallying, Jamie Erkel. How are you, Jamie? Grand, thank you, mate. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on hold to Philip Morris as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. It's been a while since we've had a proper interview episode, and this week we welcome back a man we heard briefly from in the past, and who we obviously didn't scare off the first time, a stalwart of the World Rally Championship for the best part of 20 years, Jonas Anderson, twice junior World Rally Champion, Rally of the Lakes winner, World Rally winner, 14-time podium sitter in the World Rally Championship, and currently in the midst of a pretty damn good WRC2 campaign that looks like it's set to continue right to the end of the season paired with British driver Gus Greensmith in a Talksport prepared Fabia Rally 2 in which they have won two rounds out of the three they were able to score points on so far this season. Jonas you're very very welcome back it's great to talk to you again. Thank you very much it's nice to be back so uh, happy to be here. Jonas uh, Alex Gelsomino uh, once told us the best co-drivers are the ones with the most experience so on that basis, looking at your career, the events you've competed on, and the cars you've co-driven over the past past two decades, you must be considered one of the best currently competing. Do you think that's a fair statement, or are you too modest for that kind of caper? <laughs> no, well, I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, it's for sure a, a part of it. Like experience uh, will take you take you a long way for sure. But uh, um, there is plenty of. Um, people out there with the less experience that I have that are doing a great job and uh, and so on. So I don't think that's all of it, but uh, for sure, if you're able to be on the on the top level and, and compete as much as I have done, then you've done something right, I guess. So um, uh, I hope I'm up there with a few other fellows. You keep getting the paid gigs, I'm sure you are. <laughs> We're recording this in the gap between Sardinia and Safari Rally. Unfortunately, during the last outing at Sardinia, you and Gus had a bit of a heavy shunt. How were you feeling after that? And and is Gus doing okay? Yeah, I was actually okay from 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 that crash. Uh, I didn't feel anything. I was just a little bit um, at all. And, and Gus is recovering very well, and if he he feels very good at the moment, so it shouldn't be um, be any drama going forward. And um, so far, rally we're not supposed to do anyway. So we have a bit of a break uh, from the World Rally Championship anyway. So uh, uh, I think we'll be back for Estonia and uh, without a doubt. So 
Uh, of course, uh, the main thing is that you're both unharmed uh, and fit to get fit to compete again soon. Um, but that being said, it must be there must have been a fair relief that this happened on the round that you weren't registered to score points on. Yeah, definitely. Like um, if, if you're going to have an, of course, it's better to have it on an event where you don't score points. So uh, still uh, very much in the in the fight for. Uh, the WRS Championship, so we're going to do our best. Last year, you were sitting in a Rally 1 Puma, and this year in the Rally 2 Fabia. From the co-driver's seat, what's the biggest change being in the WRC 2 field, and, and did it take some adjustment from both you and Gus? Yeah, it's it's not that big of a change, really. In, 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 in my point of view, you do the same job. I mean, of course... The cars are not that quick, but they're still very quick. So it's some things happening a little bit slower than in a Rally 1 car. But uh, in general, it's uh, it's pretty much the same thing you do. So it doesn't change that much from for, for me. Sticking with the Rally 1 cars for a moment, um, we heard a fair few complaints last year uh, from both drivers and co-drivers about the cockpits of the Rally 1 cars being a bit too hot and too uncomfortable. Is that still an issue or uh, or has it been largely resolved now? Uh, I think it's pretty much the same this year. as I haven't been in one this year, but uh, last year for sure it was a problem like both with the uh, with the, especially with the heat, I would say it was very, very hot in the cars and um, uh, and and so on. But uh, and also with the, the seat position wasn't great for me at least, who so is uh, quite tall. So, but I think it's quite the same this year. I guess that's partly teething uh, teething problems to be expected for a new category still in its formative stages. Yeah, it's uh, of course not easy to foresee all of these things. So. Um, they did some uh, some small things and and got the heat down a little bit. Uh, I think the main problem was that you have the exhausts very close to the the floor and uh, also going not in the same tunnel as the uh, prop shaft. So they have to. It was a bit longer and um, yeah, generated a bit more heat. Lots of opportunity for heat soak. <laughs> yes. Would you say you're able to have a bit more fun in WRC too? Are you guys enjoying yourselves more like from the outside looking in? Since drivers like Goss and Oliver Salberg have switched to WRC, it seems like they're WRC too. It seems like they're a bit more comfortable. See a lot more smiles, put it that way. Yeah, I mean, um, it's always nice to be be fighting for podiums and wins. So that uh, that helps with the. Uh, Keeping the smiles up for sure, and and I think so. And uh, really trying to enjoy and have fun, but still be very quick and uh, to beat uh, the other guys. I mean, it's like you have, like you said, uh, Oliver Solberg, and you have uh, Adrian Formo and uh, Johan Rossell and Mikkelsen and uh, Timo Sunin, and to name a few. And I mean, it's uh, you go into a competition, and uh, there is like six, seven guys who can win the event. So uh, and on more or less equal term so it's uh, very exciting for sure great stuff um <clears throat> going back to the the very beginning of your career yeah i've always been interested in motorsport and uh, some local guys uh, rallying and they, they didn't have any co-drivers so then i jumped into the co-driver's seat and uh, and started to co-drive for them uh, at a very very low level and uh, on local events but um, 
then I was uh, aiming for the driver's seat myself for sure. But um, at the time when I was thinking about buying my own rally car, uh, I got a call from PJ Anderson and he was going to do Swedish championship and 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 so on. And uh, for me, that sounded more interesting than to be drive some local uh, events uh, as a driver. So then I decided to back really. Wonderful. Is this uh, when you found yourself in the uh, the Clio? Yeah, we were in the in a Group N uh, Clio for the first mm. uh, two years in the Swedish Championship, and then two thousand. No, one year actually. Uh, what was it like learning you were going to take part in the JWRC with Suzuki at first? Was it the point you thought there was a real career ahead of you guys in a rally car? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, we were driving uh, mainly in in Sweden, and we decided. With we went in 2003 with the with the Clio in the World Rally Championship and um, had some ups and downs for sure, but we, we had a really good run in in uh, in Finland before the engine actually blew up. But uh, we were leading the Super 1600 category then in front of all the guys who were driving uh, the Junior World Rally Championship uh, at that point. So that's when uh, Suzuki got there. Eyes on on us, and um, for sure, when they were very very clear that they wanted to have like uh, a few years, uh, and they were aiming to to do the proper world rally car. So um, then you knew that you had the opportunity. Certainly, must have been very exciting. Um, it would probably be fair to say that Peragunner was. Um something perhaps not the the favorite uh going into the suzuki team in 2004 um and yet still of course managed to to emerge on top do you have any recollections from that first season competing in the ignis well we had um we had a horrible start of the season really we were leading Monte Carlo big and well, to Greece and we rolled uh, twice and uh, zero points after two rounds and then I think it was then Turkey where we had our first win so that is for sure something that is um, a very fond memory when we managed to turn it around and get a good result there yeah, like you mentioned, the first win in Turkey um, in 2004, you, you guys got some wins on what you consider some some of the more challenging, sometimes attritional events like Turkey, as you said, and then Finland and Sardinia. What was it that, that you guys had in you to, to do so well in some of these tougher events? What made you guys stand out in those locations? Well, that's that's really hard to say. I mean, it's a, it was a, a bit of everything for sure. Um I think we drove well. We had a car that was uh, was really reliable, and uh, and that helped for sure. And we got a lot of uh, experience from the car. We did a lot of work with uh, with Suzuki testing and so on. So we got uh, more and more into the the way of driving the further the season got. I think uh, I think in the beginning we were a bit too eager just to try and set really good stage times over and over and over again instead of seeing the old picture that you had to make it to the to the end really to get the results and uh, i think we changed our mindset a bit after after greece and uh, and that's what got us there in the end 
that's the the exuberance of youth, as it were. <laughs> um, despite uh, a number of podiums uh, uh, and a switch to the Suzuki Swift late in the year, you and Per Gunner were unable to defend your title in 2005. Looking back, do you think you could have retained the title had things worked out slightly differently? Yes, uh, definitely. I think we could have done that and must like to try and recall a bit now. I think we had, uh, was it 2005 or six? We, we were disqualified from Turkey one year. I think that was all five looking at the results last night, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we got That's this correct. qualification from Turkey that year after winning the event uh, for illegal servicing, uh, which we didn't agree on, and uh, took it took an appeal to to the FIA, but we lost. And uh, uh, if we hadn't had uh, gotten that one, I think we would have won the championship. And then on the on the last event in Wales. Um, we had to try and win the win the event, uh, or at least finish above uh, Patrick Sandel. And uh, he went off on one of the last stages, and we never saw him when we passed him because he was so far off the roads. So we went off the road a, a k or two after that. So, um, so uh, there was a couple of uh, things that could have gone uh, the other way that year uh, that would have uh, made a difference but uh, yeah that's how it is sometimes you win sometimes you lose and uh, it wasn't our year that's for sure that that's rallying sounds like it might be a bit of a cop out here but flipping heck that's that's a bit of pill to swallow <laughs> yeah exactly but uh, then it was nice to to get back and, and win another one uh, a bit later Absolutely, and before that, in 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 two thousand and six, you you saw yourself competing with with some other drivers apart from Pergunner in some varied cars, include including some Group N four wheel drive cars and and World Rally cars. How did that experience benefit you at the time coming out of the Super sixteen hundred car? Yeah, I think it was a very good experience uh, overall to do to do another different cars and so on and. Uh... And for me to do some more serious competition with uh, other drivers was very, very good for me. You always see what other drivers do and and don't do. So I think it was very helpful for me those uh, that year and those events. Am I? Uh, you, you were uh, third overall in uh, Rally Island with Daniel Carlson that year in a Lancer WRC. Can you recall much of that event? Yeah, that was. Um... As far as I remember, my first outing in the WRC car um, was we had a, an event, an, an eventful event for sure. We um, was quite a heavy rain surprise, yeah. <laughs> uh, and our wipers stopped working. Uh, so we actually took our new shoelaces and we tied them to the to the. The wipers and uh, when Daniel like called me like now, then I pulled and, and the wipers went up and then he pulled them down when he wanted to pull them down and then they pulled like now and I pulled them up. So uh, it was uh, it was a special event for sure. But uh, we got to the finish at the end, but uh, it wasn't an easy event. 
It's always good when you get decidedly analog measures in, in a modern world rally car. <laughs> yes. It's always good to see some um, of that sort of innovation appear on an event to get fillers going. And that that event was absolutely rain drenched, uh, obviously, as you well remember. But it was just it, it wasn't raining. It was more like torrential flooding almost in places. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, like I said, eventful, and it was my first time in uh, in a in a world rally car. But uh, I think Daniel did a really good job, and he was always uh, pushing me to call the notes as late as as I dare to do, and so on. And uh, he was really good on. Uh, building my confidence up so that was that was really interesting and then of course uh, the following year 2007 uh, saw you sitting with uh, another variety of drivers including Chris Meek of course for the uh, Rally of the Lakes which we discussed previously uh, and of course perhaps most importantly you went on to reclaim the JWRC with uh, Pear Gunner can you do you do you sort of separate the 2004 and the 2007 championships, or do they sort of do you sort of value them both equally? Do you have a favourite? Yeah, I think I value the 2004 more just because it was the the first one, and and we had that uh, terrible start of the season, and uh, to be able to to claim that one at the end was was very very special. I uh, I remember uh, after the last stage in Spain, driving down to. Juretemar and knowing that we won the championship was just an incredible feeling. That must have been amazing. I made some beers that evening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure there was, I can't really recall at the moment, I'm really sure there was. <laughs> Always a good sign. Always a good sign. Um, <clears throat> had the Swift improved from the previous two years, do you think, when you, when you reclaimed the, the title in 2007? Hard to say. Maybe it was a bit more uh, reliable than there was the, the first first year and or the year and a half. Um, because like the Ignis was uh, maybe not the, the fastest car all the time and so on, but it was a tank. It could survive anything really. So um, I think that's what I got up to closer to to that on the on the Swift uh, for two thousand and seven, and it was. You didn't have to take so much care of the car, and you could just concentrate on concentrate on driving. So I think that helped. I I always really liked the Ignis. It was such a weird looking thing, you know, watching it at the time stage side, and yet so manic, so quick, such a wild sounding car. Love it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I I really loved it as well. So uh, like I said, it was a tank. So uh, now I have great memories from that. What's your preference, though, the three-door or the five-door one? That's always the big debate. <laughs> it's it's hard to say which is the uglier one, but maybe the five-door <laughs> is uglier. <laughs> fair, fair answer, fair answer. This, 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 this week was definitely an upgrade on the, on the looks of the car. <laughs> we can say that much. Yeah, I don't think oh. there'll be any arguments there. Well, and, and from one slightly odd looking rally car to another um of course suzuki rewarded you guys uh, with the drive in the sx4 wrc for 2008 um i'm trying to be diplomatic here but probably be fair to say the car wasn't developed enough to be within a real chance of fighting for podiums and wins um despite having a great team of talent and crews there appeared to be a fair few issues with the car itself was it as frustrating for you guys as it appeared from the outside one assumes so. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think uh, I don't know how many. Like the first four or five races, I don't think we had a finish because the car broke down and uh, and so on. And but then we started to get some uh, more uh, reliability on it. And uh, I think at the beginning it was the engine that was the biggest issue. I think that was the biggest issue for the whole season, really. That wasn't the it wasn't good enough. But at mm -hmm. least it was not um, falling apart at the second half of the season, so we could at least uh, get some results. And we had two, I think we had two fifth place, one in GB and one in, in uh, Japan, mm -hmm. uh, where it was like more muddy, rainy, and the engine maybe didn't make that much of a difference when we had a bit less power so, and the, the chassis on the car and so on was, was pretty good so it was it was a shame that we couldn't get some upgrades and do another year mm -hmm. yeah and that was the two best results for that car that you guys got the two the fifth positions in, in Japan and GB um, it, it kind of reminds me somewhat of, of the mini program a couple of years later the engine maybe letting down a car that was Probably reasonably competitive underneath, but but a, a bit down on power and reliability. Yeah, definitely you could say there was some uh, resemblance there. I guess they also had the the poor fortune of of launching a WRC program just in time for the the financial crisis as well, which was obviously outside of everyone else's control, but still less than ideal. Yeah, definitely. And uh, like I said, I didn't help for sure. So um, fortunately, it was just uh, one year and uh, they scrapped the program. Yeah, I mean, a, cr a cruel end after the success that Suzuki had had in, in the Junior World Rally Championship over the previous few years. Um, but looking back now, like the experience must have benefited you uh, greatly, I'm sure. And I mean, it must have still been an exciting time to, to step up to a, a works drive. But as one door closes, another opens, and it opened on what became a fruitful partnership with, with Mads Asberg. And what, what led you to partnering, partnering with Mads initially? Well, after 2008, PJ didn't have a, a program really set. So, um, and so then I said, like, um, I'll just go back to my normal day job. And uh, so I started to do that, and I did that for like half a year, and then... Uh, Mads called me and asked if I was interested in co-driving for him. So, uh, yeah, I think I, yeah, it was like, um, yeah, mid-season. We did one event in uh, in Norway and then we went to Greece, I think, for our first World Rally Championship round. I, I suspect this is going to be a tough one for you to answer, but can you draw any comparisons between the driving styles of uh, PG and Mads? Uh, no, I think they're quite um, different for sure. Uh, Mads has always driven four-wheel drive cars, more or less. Like, uh, and PG drove so much um, front-wheel drives uh, at the beginning of his career. So I think he was driving a bit more, um, like with the understeer than than uh, than the Osberg was doing. Who was more uh, more like a just setting the car up and so on into the corner. So I think their driving styles was quite different, actually. 
And 2012, while alongside Mads in a Fiesta WRC, you, you saw you guys claim an outright victory in Portugal. A very hard-fought event and at one point serious worries because you had uh, the car was running on three cylinders at one point. Is that correct? Um, looking back at videos. Um, but you guys were writing it all the way through with really challenging weather along the way, um, putting it right up to the likes of Hervinen, who was driving for Citroen at the time, uh, who was then excluded for an illegal clutch and you inherited your first World Rally Championship victory. Um, it must obviously be very special, but is it, you know, after, you know, Hervinen crossed the finish ramp, did the podium and all this, uh, how does it How does it feel then finding out later on? I mean, we were really happy with the, with the second place. So we were celebrating the second place uh, out having a team dinner and, uh, and a few beers when we got the... Uh, the word that uh, he was excluded and we couldn't really believe it. And, um, but like I said, it, it never really felt like a victory because we were not on the podium, top step on the podium and so on. But uh, uh, I think Miko was very unlucky on that event for sure. But uh, okay, in the history books, it says that we have a victory, so I'll take it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And how, how long afterwards did uh, did you get the news? Yeah, I don't. Maybe like nine o'clock in the evening or something. Eight, nine o'clock in the evening. Yeah. Quite a delay then. Yeah. Um, after some great seasons uh, in the adapter and Stobart teams, in 2013, you found yourself back in a semi-works outfit with the Qatar M Sport Ford team. Uh, and of course, you and Mads continued your stonking run of form. Um, how did your time at M Sport run Fords compare with your time with Suzuki? Was there much overlap? I mean, it's 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 always hard to compare one team to another. I think uh, um, I think they're always team things uh, different uh, and so on. And there's some great stuff in every team, and there's some less good stuff in all teams. But uh, I really had a good time uh, at M Sport with the with the Fiesta, and um, the car was really good at uh, at least at the beginning. Maybe the other teams uh, started to develop a bit more than than we did on the on the Fiesta. So, but uh, overall, I think it was a good time. Yeah, I mean, you guys were knocking out awesome. a fair few podiums and stuff around that time as well. You were putting the fight right up, uh, battling very consistently for. For uh, if not podium results, but top fives on a regular basis. Yeah, I think we had a great season uh, and uh, we were in the fight uh, for for most of the season to be on the on the top three uh, at the end of the year, but uh, didn't really get there at the end. But um, like uh, like you said, like really really good season and uh, a lot of good results. 2014, obviously, saw you um, switch from uh, the Qatari M Sport operation to Citroen Abu Dhabi uh, and with it, another team to uh, another top team and another top car. Um, another, because the, 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 oh, sorry, I have to cut that. I apologize, mate. All right. Uh, Kelly, can you take the next one, buddy? A bit? Yep. Um, so from, from Qatari M Sport to Citroen Abu Dhabi into another top team and top care, what's striking here again is the strength and consistency of the results you were continuing to knock out and achieve 
finishing the top Citroen crew in the in the championship up against the unstoppable Volkswagen team of the time. What are your highlights from the time with Citroen? I think actually those couple of years in, in Citroen is probably one some of the greatest years I've had. I really, really enjoyed the time there and the people uh, at Citroen Racing. I had a great time and uh, there was ups and downs for sure, but like... Um, I think we came to to get into Citroen always was a bit of a difficulty with the with the French speaking and so on. But uh, when we came there, there was no French speaking um, drivers, so I think we were a bit lucky to get into that uh, spot at that time. And um, for me, I had a really great time. I think the, the DS3 is maybe. You know, obviously the Polo was so strong at the time, but I think looking back, that DS3 was such a strong car as well, and uh, just maybe overshadowed a little bit by Volkswagen uh, at the time. Yes, I think so as well. I think it's uh, it was a really good car and a strong car, and um, but uh, like you said, the, the Volkswagen at the time was uh, not not an easy task to to compete against. No, no, and that's that's probably an understatement as well. And the DS3 also suffers from uh, from having to, to go up against some fairly famous forebearers as well in the, in the shape of the Zara and, and the, the C4. <laughs> yeah. Moving back to the present, or rather 2022, how would you describe last season in the Puma Rally 1, uh, particularly the start of the year when it looked like you had some incredible results with you and Gus? No, I think it was a, it's a great year and it was a great opportunity for me to be in in a new new era of rally cars and uh, with a new rally one car and I really really enjoyed the season and uh, like you said we had uh, some really good runs at the beginning of the season then maybe it faded out a bit uh, due to various reasons we did some mistakes and and the car let us down a little bit in, in some other events so I think though that it seems like um you know, since you since you've been sitting with Gus, he's really seems to have come on quite strongly. Even though those issues the Puma had maybe at times last year, there was a lot of positives for you two as a as a pairing in the car and and for Gus as a you know as a young driver developing his talents. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, overall it was a really good season, and um, I think we got along very well and started to know each other really good early on and. And had the good help from the from the team and the people around Gus as well. So uh, I think uh, overall it was a very very good season. We learned a lot, and we'll, that we'll try to improve on this year. Can you see any big differences in Gus as a driver since you started sitting in the car? No, nothing that sticks out really. I think it's still the same. It's very He's also very calm, I think, and he's doing what he's supposed to do and so on. He's very, what do you call it? I'm lost for words now. Like, he's very, does the same all the time. Like, he checks his pace notes the same and so on. So, um, we had a little bit of time last year when we got a bit lost in the, in the pace notes. Uh, so, we went a step or two back and, and then back to basics and the pace notes were back on track again and I think from that's where we have continued from and into this year and that seems to be working very well 
Glad to hear it. How would you uh, rate the 2023 season so far? Obviously, uh, excluding the, the incident in Sardinia, uh, you guys are still well in contention with the championships. Um, how are you sort of psyching yourself up for the remainder of the rounds? No, I'm really, really excited. And uh, like you said, we're really up there in the, in the top fighting uh, with the other ones for for the for the title. So um, all to win. So I'm really looking forward to it and just going to work hard and uh, and try to do our best for uh, the upcoming events and see where it can go. So uh, like I said, I'm at the airport at the moment, uh, flying over to Manchester to to meet Guts now and have a couple of days there and work on the pace notes so all these exotic locations eh <laughs> all these <laughs> exotic locations <laughs> um <laughs> though it might be pretty obvious looking at the current standings who do you think your biggest threat will be in the championship this year uh well uh, oliver for sure uh, adrian is strong and rosell is strong so i think those will be the the main competitors. Uh, then it depends on what uh, what rounds and how much Andreas does. He was driving well. Uh, can't count out Timo Suninen. Uh, yeah, so there is a, a fair few others as well. But I think uh, the ones I said there is going to be the, the toughest ones. And stepping back from the, the cut and thrust of competition for a moment, how do you unwind between rounds and also juggle family life? It must be quite a challenge. Yeah, the kids are growing old now, so it's not not so bad. And they're used to me traveling. So uh, just spend a lot of time at their home. And um, I like to I fish quite a lot when I'm home. I like fishing. And... Um, Spending time with friends, and I play a lot of paddle. Uh, so cool. I think that's that's uh, and spending time with the girlfriend. So I think that's uh, that's I'll all the, all the time I have. So yeah, <laughs> that's the secret. Okay, so we know you've got to get on a plane, so to exotic Manchester. So we're going to wrap this up with just a couple of quick questions. Um, so favorite car from your career. Difficult, difficult one, but I um, uh, that's that's a tricky one. There's so many ones that I like so much, but uh, maybe I think like the most spectacular car and the most exciting car in that point of view might have been the the Puma last year, actually. Um, otherwise, maybe the Ignis. I had a lot of success in the Ignis, so I can't uh, really take that away. Yes, what sure. about the Ignis? <laughs> um, favorite rally car, full stop from rallying history? Lancia Delta HF Integrale. Solid, good answer. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, we all know that recce cars are just as cool sometimes as the rally cars themselves. What's the best recce car you've used in your career and why is that? Nah, boring answer, but Mitsubishi Lancer. And it's, I mean, it has all the bits that needs to be in there. And it's like a Group M rally car, more or less. So I think that was the best one. Still very important. The boring stuff can be important in, in that, yeah, in that yeah. job. No, there weren't any M Sport Volvos in your time there, then. 
<laughs> they, they were excited. They were exciting for sure. There were some ups and downs in those, but uh, we had some good times in those as well. But clearly, didn't have as much of the stuff you wanted as the as the lancers. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, which round of the championship do you look forward to most, and why? Yeah, like Finland is a favorite for sure. Like just because it's pure speed, and you have to leave the brain out and just go flat out for it. So that's always a really special one. Yeah, strong answer. <laughs> one favorite event of yours from your career in terms of your own performance. There's a few to choose from, but uh, strong performance. Uh, I would say Rally Sweden 2011 with Mats Osberg in the, in the Fiesta. Fighting for, for the win all the way to the finish line, more or less, with the Hervonen. So I think that was a very strong, strong event for us. Must be one heck of a feeling. Yeah, that was a, that was a, that was an amazing event for sure. If you could put one round on the uh, WRC calendar that isn't on there now, which would it be? Any country, any surface? I think actually it would be Wales Rally GB. Wait, <laughs> I, I have loads of nice memories from there, and I think it's a classic rally and. It, it's always a shitty event, like it's muddy, it's dark, it's foggy, but it's a classic and I, <laughs> I, I really enjoy that one, actually. I think See, that sentiment it. has been shared by people all around the world, to be honest. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that sentiment <laughs> is used by the Welsh Tourism Board. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so out of the drivers you've sat with over the years, who's kept you most entertained on road sections? Ooh. Um... Hard to pick, but I think it is PG actually. We we had we, we we connected very well, and we had a lot of fun. So I think it is, I think I have to say him. Yeah. And finally, for me, you don't have to answer this one. Uh, I suspect your answer might be uh, from the Rally of the Lakes with Chris Meek. But uh, one st one funny story from a, a party or an event that stands out from your career. <laughs> Yeah, well, like you said, the, the the Kilani one with the with the parade is for sure one that sticks out. That is a cracking answer, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to top. We'll we'll cut that one back in from the previous time we chatted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonas, thanks very much for giving us your time as you wait for a flight. So we really do appreciate it. Uh, you're a busy man, and we thank you for your time. Um, we'll be continuing to watch your progress uh, along with Gus for the rest of the season. We wish you both. The very best of luck uh, going forward for the rest of the year. Thank you very much, and it was a pleasure to be on. Safe travels, mate. Thanks so much Thank for you. your time. Goodbye. Bye bye.